time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Naff. Thank you for joining us on this day before Thanksgiving and on The Inner Life today. Great to have you with us. And today we're going to talk about family prayer. It was uh, St. John Paul II who said that as the family goes, so goes the nation and the whole world. And as our world seems to be wrapped up in so much chaos, as uh, so many families seem to be fractured and hurting in so many ways as uh, we deal with and uh, sort out this worldwide pandemic, it seems that prayer and more specifically family prayer Prayer might be more important than ever. So how does your prayer as a family um, work? Uh, how do you pray as a family? And has it made a difference for you and your family? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, our spiritual director today, Father Tom Wilson. Father Tom is a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, one of our regular contributors here on The Inner Life. Father Tom Wilson, happy Thanksgiving. Great to have you back on the program today. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Chuck, and your family, and it's good to be back again with you and our audience. Yeah, and looking forward to our discussion about family prayer, and I'm, we're, we're going to make the point, and I hope everybody realizes that uh, family prayer today may be more important than ever. As we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. Let me mention this is a live program today, so when you call in, you will get a call screener uh, trying to get you on the air today. So we'll open those phone lines up here in just a moment. But uh, Father Tom Wilson, get us started, and I guess maybe the the first question, pretty simple, but why? Why is family prayer so important, and especially today? Yeah, I think we can go back to Father Peyton, uh, who coined the phrase, the family that prays together stays together. And that was, um, I think he probably came up with it in the 1950s to uh, help uh, advertise and encourage his uh, his rosary crusades and uh, and other other forms of, of family prayer and really um, that's that's really at the heart of it as we as we pray together we uh, we stay together and uh, like you mentioned Chuck the the harm that's being done to, to families by by the culture and the society that we live in is uh, is is deep and real and has uh, uh, consequences beyond, I think, what many many people appreciate, and so the importance of the importance of prayer uh, within the family it, it it's a it's the glue that keeps uh, keeps families together, but it's also the uh, the instrument by which we keep our focus on God, both as a as a, as a community in the family, but as uh, but as individuals, and the the more we lose sight of God. The more likely we are to experience all the all the hardships that come with uh, with with broken families and hurting and, and wounded families as well. So, prayer has always been important. Uh, prayer is important, and prayer will always be important in in the family. 
Yeah, and I wonder too, Father Tom, somebody listening today thinking, really, is praying as a family, is that really going to make a difference in the world? And I just always uh, like to remind myself that, yeah, you know, maybe our prayer as a family isn't going to uh, today impact anybody, you know, in some other part of the world. But it certainly keeps us close together when we take the time to pray as a family. And I think, um, I I mean, families who pray together, they tend to get noticed in some way, don't they? they? It does make a difference. Uh, it sure does. And again, I, I think, um, Chuck, this goes back to uh, some of the basics of, of the spiritual life, uh, both communally and, and individually. Uh, oftentimes in our, in our particular prayer experiences uh, on a day-to-day basis, um, it might not be exploding. It might not be some absolutely majestic, powerful experience at any at any given moment. Uh, but as those experiences get linked together day to day, and they develop habits of uh, relationship, confidence, and, and trust in in God, uh, they do make a difference. They they make a difference in in our lives, in our communities, and uh, in the world because. God has God has people that are faithful to him uh, within the within the world that so uh, desperately hungers and thirsts for him but may not even know it so um, our our sticking to the basics and understanding the importance of of little things um, like daily prayer in in family not in family life are absolutely critical to uh, the, the world around us. Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director, talking about family prayer today. Let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. Let me say again on this day before Thanksgiving, this is a live program, so we are taking your phone calls. And uh, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. But uh, family prayer, what's been your experience of family prayer? And when have you come together as a family to pray? And have you been able to see the fruits of your family prayer? Certainly, if you have any questions about that, uh, we invite you to join the conversation today as well. Again, toll-free number 888-914-9149, our email address, relevantradio.com. And uh, Father Tom, can you make the point that praying as a family might be difficult? I remember when I first started at Relevant Radio, and gosh, it's been 14, 15, 16 years ago, we were doing a Saturday morning program. I don't remember what the subject was, but I do remember the caller, a young uh, husband, uh, and he had, I don't remember exactly, but five or six or seven children and he used the phrase the first time I had heard it he says we got a lot of moving parts around here Chuck and I just thought you know what that's so true and especially with a young family there are a lot of moving parts and trying to pray as a family well it can be difficult can it yeah, absolutely, Chuck. And I think that um, I think we probably see that in our in our communal life at at church too, with parents of young children. Just the uh, the the physical and the emotional struggle of of uh, getting their kids ready and coming to church and trying to have them behave and trying to be able to uh, pay close attention to what's going on in mass and the struggles of of doing that. Uh, uh, and it, it, there is no doubt that it is difficult, and I think that um, one of the things that it's very important for young parents to remember is that 
doing it is very important. Doing it perfectly is impossible. So don't uh, put yourself in a situation where you are expecting perfection either from yourselves uh, or your children. And and there are ways. And uh, frankly, in part of my preparation for today, Chuck, I consulted with a uh, a couple of families um, that are in my teams of our lady group uh, here at the parish and and asked them some suggestions. And they have uh, they have young children and. Uh, I think uh, one of the one of the suggestions that came out of that was um, doing things that are realistic for for the kids. Um, if you've got you know four children under eight years old, uh, the likelihood of your getting through five five decades of of the rosary in one sitting is very very low. Um, so. Um, go for go for a few Hail Marys, then maybe an extension to uh, uh, an entire decade of the Rosary. Uh, but don't don't expect that you're going to be able to, you know, be at the top of the mountain uh, immediately. And to uh, do do what works and do what's realistic for um, the, the stage of family life that you're at. Yeah. Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director, talking about family prayer today. Let's take a phone call. Andrew, listening in Wisconsin in Fond du Lac County. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to the program today. That was my comment exactly. Uh, when I was a boy, my parents kind of overdid it. Uh, they wanted family rosary every evening, and we were quite small. And uh, we got antsy and started porking each other after about the third decade. And uh, my family... The children were small. We got a, a nice little rosary book from church, and we did one decade of evening, and the children looked at the picture, and uh, it didn't take long, and they were saying, well, Mom and Dad, we could do two decades or three decades, and it progressed from there. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Andrew, that, again, you... you um you need to discern what what works in your uh, in in your family. Uh, one of the other things that some of these young parents uh, told me is the importance of uh, giving the children uh, some sort of uh, freedom and input into what family prayer will look like and and some of their suggestions and you know if you as you you know began to pray the rosary they they're the ones who actually stepped up and said we can go beyond one decade let's let's do this and giving them giving the children some of the ownership in uh in the family prayer will uh be an impetus to to help them you know, even figure out their own prayer lives, but it'll also help them to be a little bit more engaged probably in the prayer if uh, if they have some some influence over over what's happening and not just have it um, the, the the form and the style uh, imposed by the by the parents. So, thank you for teaching your children yeah. to to pray and doing it in a in a way that's uh, that that's realistic and inviting to the kids. Yeah, and that's uh, well, he, he dropped so, but you know that's such a good point. And to your point, because <laughs> I think uh, to use his word, uh, parents can sometimes uh, overdo it, and uh, just to to start and just to begin, that's um, that's such a um, th- that's a great insight for us, isn't it? It it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, one of the one of the parents uh, said that they they started when their oldest was you know maybe a, a preschooler or or um, maybe a little bit older uh just praying a couple of hail marys uh and a couple of glory bees and a couple of our fathers 
um, uh, related to to an event in Jesus' life, and that was that was actually their that was actually the child's suggestion that they uh, that they do that, and it was you know very uh, it was it was a good way for them to to learn the the some of the basic fundamental prayers, but it was also a good way for uh, the, the the children to be uh, active in uh, in sharing their ideas in in, in prayer and um, having some uh, input on on what that prayer was going to look like in the family. Yeah, and then Father Tom, growing up, did you did you pray as a family? Um, you know, we we did. Um, ours was uh, was was kind of meal prayer and. Uh, uh, act of contrition at the end of the night. That was those were those were kind of the kind of the heart of um, uh, heart of, of family prayer. I'm I'm kind of the youngest, so they probably had some different customs when my, my siblings were a little bit older and uh, and, and and all of that. But uh, yeah, so it was pretty uh, pretty pretty basic and um, maybe not as in depth as I might suggest parents be um, in in this day and age, but. Uh, it instilled the habit. Uh, it, it instilled the habit of of, of prayer, um, and I think I think no matter what family prayer looks like, just the 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 act and the decision to pray each day uh, forms uh, uh, a habit of of prayer that uh, that, that kids um, will always have with them, even if they even if they happen to. Uh, abandon it for a while. That habit of prayer instilled at a very young age is uh, is is crucial. Yeah, I remember uh, growing up uh, not in the Catholic Church. Uh, we went to church. Um, it seemed like every Sunday for years, or we never went to church every Sunday for years. It was kind of a, a hit and miss for us. Uh, my mom and dad just uh, really, really great parents. I have to tell you that just the love that they shared with uh, me and with my sister was really extraordinary. I do not, however, remember praying as a family uh, or even praying. But uh, that's just who our family was. I'm sitting here listening to your story, thinking about. My story, wondering when, <laughs> when did you, uh, Chuck, begin praying as a family? I don't remember. It just seemed to be kind of part of who we were. And maybe that's a tribute to my to my cute wife, Judy, who uh, really uh, brought me into the faith and probably instilled more in me than I than I've, uh, can really uh, understand or remember. But uh, it's important to pray, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, prayer is prayer is the heart of our uh, relationship with the Lord. It's the heart of our being able to function well in the world, and it's the heart of our being able to to stay together, uh, both as a community and and as families. Well, and then I'm just curious: Does prayer sometimes prayer as a family have to be? And I really don't know what word to use, but let me just put out attitude uh, is lifestyle. Uh, maybe the word is: Does praying as a family just become uh, something we do and who we are? We are a family that prays. Uh, I, I think so, and I and and frankly, Chuck, I think that. Um, uh, whether whether we like it or not, uh, in in families, parents parents' decisions about the the routine of their of their family life uh, impact the impact the kids and the the decisions that that they make every day and what they are choosing to do and and not do are articulating to the kids what the what the priorities of of the parents are. 
and and so prayer needs to be in there and if and if it's not if it's not it that is a um, perhaps an unintended message but it is a message being sent to to kids that uh, prayer is this thing that we might do in school if we're in a Catholic school, uh, or prayer is what we do on, on Sundays, uh, but it's not something that intermingles with the routines of our uh, of our daily life, and that's uh, and that's very unfortunate. I mean, it's just it's it's very unfortunate, but. Um, uh, unwittingly, unwittingly, families that that make the decision to to not pray because they're they're running around from point A to point B and uh, scrambling in the morning to to get off to school, whatever it is, are sending a message to to, to their kids about um, the place of prayer and the place of a relationship with God in the in the routines of of daily life, and so. Um, you know, it's uh, one of the things that I've learned in in working with uh, with with families um, all of these years is that uh, children, while they may press against routine and um, you know and some discipline and, and and those sorts of things, children are creatures of habit and they learn habits. And they like habits, and they like routine, um, and and so creating that routine of prayer uh, is just it's it, it's critical. And even though they might maybe grouse about it sometimes when you're interrupting their video game or time on the computer or whatever uh, to pray, um, that. Uh, that habit and that and that structure is something that uh, is very much welcomed and uh, important for their development. We are talking today about family prayer and what has been your experience of family prayer? When uh, have you come together as a family to pray and have you been able to see the fruits of your family prayer? Father Tom Wilson is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number for you, 888-914-9149. Our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll be right back. is today's gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 21, verses 12 through 19. Jesus said to the crowd, They will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. 
The Relevant Radio Studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Good to have all of you with us uh, on the program today. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Schaefer answering your phone calls today. And Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director. Father Tom, one of our regular contributors, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, that in the Archdiocese of St. Paul and Minneapolis. And talking today about family prayer. Phone lines are open. Let me uh, just mention that this uh, day before Thanksgiving, this is a live broadcast. So we are taking your phone calls and we invite you to join us. Your experience of family prayer, we'd love to hear your story. And when have you come together to pray as a family? And have you been able to see the fruits of your prayer as a family? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Tom, let me just follow up a little bit when we talk about, and I'm just going to use the word lifestyle because I'm not sure what the word is. But if we're going to be a family of prayer, I think, for me at least, when I think about praying as a family, I think of, you know, after dinner in the evening, but inside the, the walls of our home. But if we're going to be praying as a family, do we need to be open to maybe being uh Prayer, um, offering prayers outside the home, maybe before a meal at a restaurant. I remember when we would take long trips on vacation, uh, we would gather our four children around the car and we would pray a family prayer for uh, safe travels. But uh, praying as a family does extend beyond the four walls of our homes. Absolutely, it does, Chuck. And I think, um, you know, your suggestion about praying in public, I think, is a uh, it's a very good one. And obviously, because it's important to pray before meals, whether we happen to be in our own home or someone else's home or at a restaurant, uh, but also because it's a... It's a critical witness to the people around you. And, and I know that there's there's probably... There's probably issues with, um, you know, with people being uncomfortable or thinking that some people are going to think that these are, these are the holy roller, uber pious people, or you know, why are they disrupting us with their with their prayer? Um, and I and I think that those those kinds of ideas go through our head. I I think that um, in truth. Uh, I don't think that happens very often. I just don't. I would say, I mean, obviously I travel around in collar all the time, but, um, but even before, before that, when, when we would pray at a, you know, in a, in a, in a public setting at, at a restaurant or something, um, it was far more frequent that people would say, you know, thank you for, for demonstrating some, some faith. And I pray too. I'm glad you prayed and, 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 and those sorts of things. And, you know, obviously, uh, prayer by itself is, uh, is good and, and efficacious, but it's also, um, it can also be a, be a testimony and, a 
uh, a witness to, uh, to to other people and an encouragement to, to other people who, who do pray and, um, and and maybe need to know that other people pray too. And and so our 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 public uh, our our willingness to do it in uh, in, in in public is uh, I think uh, very important. Yeah, Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director, talking about family prayer and the importance of that. And uh, Father Tom, you quoted Father Patrick Payton at the beginning of the show: "The family who prays together stays together." I mentioned uh, Saint John Paul II. As the family goes, so goes the nation and the whole world. And I was um, looking this morning, and Saint Angela Morisi said this: "Disorder in society is the result of disorder in the family." And so, I guess my question is. And I think we could all answer, yes, we have some disorder in our family, whoever we are, wherever we are. It's uh, never perfect. But I guess my question is, how do we begin to to bring or maybe the question really is understanding the importance of prayer. Can praying as a family bring order back into our disordered families? Absolutely, Chuck. I think, um, you know, God. Our God is a God of order, and our God is a God of peace, and he does not want people to be living without peace. He does not want people to be living in uh, disruptions in their life and disorder uh, and chaos in, in their life. And the, the primary tool that we have in order to prevent chaos and to, and to live in peace uh, is by ordering our life towards God and and making God the most important thing and recognizing uh, his his kingship within our within our life and the the act of prayer uh, is is that is that tool by which we acknowledge um, the the, the kingship and fatherhood of, of God in, in heaven and becomes an instrument of, uh, of peace and, and order uh, within, our, within our lives. Um, I think that uh, this might be a good place to, uh, to bring in the, the, the challenges of maybe uh, changing habits in midstream because I've, I've run into families over the years um, who uh maybe parents when they were younger didn't take the faith seriously uh they have some uh experience of of conversion and renewal in their uh in their life their children might be you know getting in early teens or preteens and and all of a sudden the parents say okay you know what we've we've been off track and we're going to uh institute some of these some of these habits that can be a really significant uh and difficult transition to uh you know to take a family that that hasn't had this as part of their life really much or ever and and try to and try to escort them into uh, a place of of habit of of devotion and prayer Uh, but it's worth persevering in it's worth sharing and it's worth telling the kids you know what we were in the wrong place before and we're trying to get to the right place and this is and this is going to this is going to help us and um 
uh, and and bring that in. And uh, and those those transitions, those conversions can be uh, can be very very difficult, especially if maybe the the kids haven't experienced the conversion at the same time as the parents. Uh, but it is worth it is it is worth the struggle. It is worth persevering through. Yeah, Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director, talking about family prayer today. Let's take a phone call. Jeff, listening in Southwest Michigan. Good. Hey, I was busy with some chores, and I listened to your show, and I loved your show. And you were asking and discussing with Father about prayer life. Well, what before? But Diane and I have been married over thirty years, and our parents prayed at every meal. We took that same model, and we pray, and we brought the kids up to pray in private and in public. And when we have a meal, the most special part of that, and behind our Christian faith is adoration, daily rosary, daily prayer, and all three of our kids are Catholic, attend Catholic Mass weekly. They married spouses. Two of the spouses converted to Catholicism. So the three kids, their three spouses, they attend Catholic Mass. All of the eight grandchildren have been baptized in the Catholic faith. And it comes down to a prayer life. If you don't walk with the Lord daily, then... You're running with the devil. And, and the coolest thing, this is the, this is the reason I call it, the coolest thing is when we get together with family, the, the grandkids now lead our prayer. So mom and dad did it for us. We did it for our kids. Our kids are doing it for their children. And when our grandkids are praying at, at, at a meal, I mean, Chuck and father, it doesn't get any better than that. And in, in public, I told the screener, I said, the other, uh, the, the other main point is you can pray in private, but if you're afraid to reveal your faith in public, then you're a coward. So we pray in public. I mean, we do the sign of the cross, and we've had people come up to us at, at these big meals that we have when we eat out, when we used to be able to eat out, and say, wow, nice job with your kids. And you know, my wife and I are kind of pointing up to the Holy Spirit, thinking, well, because of the Holy Spirit, this is all happening. We're just kind of following his, his model. So that's what I wanted to share, and love your show, Chuck. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, Father Thanks Tom. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Jeff. That's a, that's a tremendous uh, witness and uh, testimony to the power of prayer in family life, both um, uh, both as personal habit, but but also as something that that really does get observed and and imitated. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I typically will share at, at baptisms is that uh, whether we like it or not, our children imitate us, and they might not say it, but uh but they but they really do and they will they will do what we do and they will not do what we don't do and and so your uh your your testimony of your own parents uh praying and you following that example and having it passed on to your own children and uh and and grandchildren is um uh, is really it's really tremendous and and that really um i think that's a that's an ideal example jeff of how 
of how it can work and um, and really should work in uh, in families. But but as you say, it starts fundamentally in you know your own walk with the Lord, your own willingness to share it, and and do the. The, the little habitual things every day to uh, impart that onto the next generation. Yeah. Great story, Jeff. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, glad you called in today. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your uh, little clan there. We appreciate you joining us on the program. And we hear really a beautiful story like that, Father Tom. Got an email the other day, and it's not as uh, ideal. And I think for a lot of us, um, you know, we talk about order in our families. There's a lot of disorder and a lot of uh, uncertainty. And I, I know, um, you know, just in our own family, my wife, Judy, and I, we're just trying to do our best. And some days, it's pretty good, I think. And some days, you know what, probably could have done a little bit better. But we got an email the other day, and it's really a struggle for this mom and dad. And she says, uh, our oldest son, who is 37 years old, has been married for three years and said he does not want to have children, but his wife would like to have a child. Both are non-practicing Catholics. They are separated right now and recently went for counseling. He continues to say no to children, so his wife wants a divorce. I know it's a very serious, if not mortal sin to refuse to be open to life, as our Catholic faith teaches us. She says, my husband and I are so brokenhearted over this. Please pray, uh, we will, for uh, our son's conversion to be open to life and heal and reconcile this marriage. But wanting to know, is there anything my husband and I can do for our son and his wife to help save this marriage? And um, a tough email for us, Father Tom, but it's uh, they're not alone in dealing with this. Uh, you know, no, that. they are not. Yeah. No, yeah, no. And there's there's uh, uh, there's parents the world over who uh, are stressing out and uh, living with the pain of their their children in uh, in difficult marriage situations, no matter how they're caused. Um, you know, I I think the I think the first thing. Um, that that I would do after praying for healing within their uh, within their marriage uh, would be to uh, to have a very open and honest conversation uh, with their son about his uh, hesitancy to to have children. Um, you know, any any um, uh, faithful and and uh, frankly decent uh, pre marriage program in the Catholic Church is going to talk about being open to life. And, you know, I, I got to be very honest with you. I, you know, uh, probably between 90 and 100 percent of the couples that I do marriage prep with, when I ask them why are they getting married, uh, in the top two or three things that they, that they say is, we want to have a family together. And that's you know that, that's part of what marriage is. It's part of uh, God's uh, plan in the in the natural gift of marriage and the in the sacramental grace of of marriage. And so um, I think I think fundamentally you know trying to trying to get to the heart of of what's motivating the son to avoid children um, would be would be critical. And 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 then you can maybe get to the place. Uh, where where you can kind of help them with that, I'm just gonna I'm gonna surmise that uh, it's probably quite likely that one of the reasons he might be averse to children is that he sees himself in a struggling marriage, and 
and and and probably is is at a place where you know he's thinking you know our our life is a mess we can't we can't be bringing a child into uh in, in into this mess and so um the 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 work and the effort to try to to try to heal the marriage i think probably would lean and bring people towards uh, a greater appreciation and uh and and openness to uh to life i think the i think the rejection or the aversion to uh to to having children is is often related to uh, to fear and woundedness in in some in some capacity, and so if we can if we can address what that underlying fear and woundedness is, uh, that that can be a that can be a catalyst to, uh, to to bringing some some healing and and uh, and openness to uh, to family life. Yeah, you know, and I wonder, Father Tom, if there's some fear. Let's use that word about bringing a child into this crazy, crazy, chaotic world. And I, um, I don't know if you hear that. Uh, I've heard it a couple of times. And I remember when our son Bill was born. Now we have four children. He was number two. But I remember looking at this little baby boy laying there in the delivery room next to my wife Judy, thinking, "What have we done?" <laughs> what have we done in terms of bringing this little child into now this is a long time ago into a world even back then that was was a little nutty and i just wonder sometimes if maybe his parents were afraid to have more children because of the world we're living in i think there's a lot of that out there chuck you know and and obviously probably the um the the primary thing coming from a secular perspective is oh you're just going to damage the environment because there's too many people and and those sorts of things but but from a you know from from a faith standpoint uh and a you know, an authentic concern, perhaps, for children's standpoint that that fear that that we live in a we live in a messy world uh, is is very very real. But I think that uh, hopefully we can bring people of faith to a place that will uh, help them trust enough in the God who gives them the ability to to procreate and uh, and and bring children made in his image and likeness into the world uh, as, as, a, as something not to fear, but as a, a gift to be added to the world that can help lift us up from the, uh, from the doldrums that, that we might be experiencing right now. And I, I just, you know, I just think when I think about families and I, and I think about, um, you know, the, the, the young parents that are, they're putting in so much, um, faith and energy into their, into their children, how much they are contributing to the world around us by doing that. They're shaping and forming young children that will grow into good citizens, faithful people, uh, and, and instruments of the presence of God in the world. And that can only be good. Yeah, and then, Father Tom, one, one more point uh, for our mom and dad and uh, and their son. There's uh, what you're saying, and what I'm hearing you say is there's probably something going on in the life of this young man that is uh, maybe you know causing him to resist having children. So, for mom and dad, really, for any of us to just maybe have a, that honest conversation about what's really going on here, what what's mm-hmm. going on, why why are you thinking this way? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I and 
you know, in um, in in pastoral circumstances, we call this we call it a we call it presenting situation where someone comes to us with uh, a a particular issue, uh, but it's really something underneath that issue that they're presenting that is the that is the challenge. Whether whether the person presenting it or not realizes that. And so um, uh, being uh, being honest and open enough to, to, to ask the whys uh, will help them get into a, a deeper place with their uh, with their son and, and perhaps be in a, in a situation where they can uh, they can help him a little bit more. Yeah. Thanks to our emailer. We appreciate that. Hope that proved to be some good help to you. Father Tom Wilson is our spiritual director talking today about family prayer. What's been your experience of family prayer? When uh, have you come together as a family to pray? Have you been able to see the fruits of praying as a family? We'd love to hear your story. And if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director. Father Tom, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, talking today about family prayer. And uh, what's been your experience of family prayer? Toll free if you'd like to join us in the few minutes we have left today. 888-914-9149. Just real quick, uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And... uh, Advent starts next Sunday, this coming Sunday. What are we, uh, four days away from Advent? Just want to um, invite you to um, uh, grow in your faith this Advent season and invite you to receive Father Rocky's Advent inspirations. Uh, These are short daily audio reflections, all aimed at helping you delve into the beauty of the Advent season. The reflections uh, will be emailed to you each morning throughout Advent. They'll help you start the day, maybe with a smile, certainly give you something to uh, Uh, ponder as you uh, move through uh, each day of Advent. And you can sign up if you have not done that already for Father Rocky's Advent Inspirations at the website relevantradio.com slash Advent. You can also click on the banner on the Relevant Radio app. So, Father Tom Wilson, before we get back uh, to some phone calls for you, talk a little bit, if you would, when we talk about family prayer, the importance of establishing what? Uh, Some routine, maybe habits but the importance of routines in our family prayer. Yeah, I, um, you know, one of the things that I have been uh, most impressed by and uh, what families share with me about their, uh, about their prayer life is uh, establishing, uh, establishing a routine in their life of, of how that prayer is going to work. 
Um, you know, I think some people are probably maybe by nature they might be more morning people or evening people. Um, you know, to to do it in that in that time that that, that works, but to but to be doing it every day. Uh, one of the things that I continually hear uh, from uh, from families that that take their faith seriously is uh, taking advantage of time in the car. Uh, you know, we we pile the kids in the car uh, frequently, going to and from uh, various uh, activities, school and 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 other and other activities. It's a wonderful time. It's a wonderful time to uh, to just uh, to to pray uh, and to you know maybe maybe say a few Hail Marys or uh, Our Fathers and Glory Bees, maybe a decade of the Rosary, uh, maybe just uh, uh, some petitions for you know whatever it is that you're you're, you're going to. Uh, but I think that that um, taking advantage of those uh, of those. Uh, uh, times in between things is uh, is very critical, uh, and I want to say that the the importance of routine in prayer, Chuck, shows children and just demonstrates in our life uh, that that God is that God is always there with us and for us and loves us and wants to hear from us, just like. Our parents and grandparents love us and want to hear from us, and it makes prayer a routine part of life. I think that one of the one of the big challenges uh, I we as as clergy and other other churchy people, if you will, uh, deal with is that is that too often prayer is is relegated to the extraordinary. And, you know, it's like, okay, um, there is some crisis that needs to be addressed. Let's pray. Well, you know what, how about if, if we've established that routine of communication with God, of, of prayer, then uh, when the crisis comes, it's, 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 a, it's a natural and, frankly, easy transition into prayer for that crisis rather than, um, rather than having it be, uh, you know, a, an exception that, okay, because we're in this disaster, we'll pray now. Uh, we're, we're doing what we always do. And so I, I just think that, um, you know, establishing, uh, establishing that routine, whatever it is, whatever works with your, with your family in terms of the, the tools that you have at your, uh, at your disposal is, uh, is just really, really critical. Yeah. Father Tom Wilson, our spiritual director, let's uh, take a phone call. Sandra listening in Lodi, California. Thank you for the call. It's good to have you on the program today. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, I just want to mention I have my daughter, uh, 13 years old. Well, she's having recently, I've noticed like anxiety, depression going on. But since, and in her faith, she's turning away from the faith. Like I try to, and what hasn't helped, uh, we have. But before this COVID, the church was shut down. We were at 1030 Mass every Sunday. She was part of the choir. I was did Eucharistic ministry and coffee and donuts. And uh, she didn't have any issues with when I tried. And lately, when I tried to pray with her, she gets uh, hostile and says, it doesn't work. It's not real and stuff. And she just doesn't have her. And she gets a little bit hostile and restless when I try. I get her to pray with me in the car last time. So... I've been saying prayers over this, and maybe I'd appreciate some suggestion in prayer as far as to get her 
past this mental issue and help her to, to turn to make it easier to turn to her faith and pray mm-hmm. with me, not not try to push me away when I pray with her. Yeah, Sandra, that is. Um, thanks for thanks for sharing that with us and bringing that up because I think you are. Um, you know, you've put your finger on in your own experience something that uh, that families all over the world have, and and unfortunately, um, crises in faith and and that sort of thing seem to be uh, seem to be dropping down to lower and lower ages. Um, you know, I, I I'm not sure I could have imagined at age 13, you know, doubting that God existed and such, um, uh, and and yet. That it's it's just so common now. It's so common, and and I think that um, I think you need to I think you need to continue to invite her into into prayer. Um, I think that uh, to the best of your ability uh, to have open and honest conversation about why she um, she doesn't believe, and um, you know I I think that you know again the teenage angst and, and, and all that stuff, you know, life is difficult and life in the pandemic has been difficult for everyone. Uh, I think that when we think of our challenges within it, uh, we probably should multiply it by about tenfold for a teenager who is cut off from a lot of their normal activities and the, the very real, um, you know, psychological and mental health problems that can happen with that. And so she she's in the middle of that. But uh, to do your best to have a conversation, um, I think that what I do with anybody, whether it's a teenager or anyone else who is who is in that kind of a struggle, try to identify as clearly as possible what the struggle is, and encourage them to speak to God very plainly and very directly about that about that struggle, um, because. God can handle anything. God can handle anything that we might have to to say to him uh whether whether we think that it's uh difficult to to say to him or we're not supposed to because we're not supposed to bring imperfect things to him or whatever it is um but to but to to try to get to that place where you can speak directly to God about um about what's going on in the uh, in the heart and the and, and the pain that's causing that that doubt and that shift. It sounds like a pretty a pretty radical shift in a pretty short period of time. Um, so, yeah. I hope that I hope that helps, Sandra. Um, yeah, and we're just running running into a, a yeah. time issue here today. But uh, Sandra, God bless you. But uh, Father Tom, stay the course, keep praying, because sometimes I think we want to walk away. This isn't working, and we want to give up. But don't. Don't give up. Just keep praying, right? That's right. Perseverance is the key. Perseverance is the key. We uh, have to wrap things up. And uh, Father Tom, as you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of these good listeners. Very happy to do so. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for your presence in our life. We're grateful for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, our King. Help us to acknowledge him in every moment. We ask especially that you pour down your blessings upon our families and uh, those those parents who are in situations of caring for and forming young children in the faith, uh, that they would be perseverant and faithful in doing so. May Almighty God send his blessing upon all of our listeners, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Father Tom Wilson, thanks for joining us today. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We're off for a couple of days, but we'll be back on Monday. Uh, Be aware and grateful for all of God's blessings in this uh, really crazy year of 2020.